Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hope everyone's having a good day. I want to talk to you today about intensity, about mental toughness, right? And why those are so important, why those concepts are so important when it comes to our training. Now, yesterday, in yesterday's podcast, we talked about sports performance. And I alluded to it yesterday being part one and there'd be a part two. I don't know. I think I said everything I needed to say about that. Um, I was starting to kind of put together the notes for today and I really thought, you know what? What kept coming up, like when I'm talking about how do we put together our workouts, what's the most important part, you know, whether we're dealing with athletes or not. Anyways, mental toughness and intensity came up. And just and it just I, I just couldn't get out that out of my head. And so I thought, you know what? Forget part two. Maybe there will be one. I don't know. But I wanted to talk about this today. Now, obviously, intensity can be shown or or demonstrated in a lot of different ways how much weight is on the bar how fast you do a workout or how fast you push a sled or you know whatever Uh, intensity can be you know how uh how hard you push yourself in a long run you know it doesn't have to be a maximal effort could be you know a long a prolonged workout and can you mentally push yourself through that and over the years, I think intensity is the one thing that um, I can safely say that, say, uh, brands like CrossFit have really done a good job of bringing into the forefront. In other words, they make their workouts very intense. I am old enough. I predate CrossFit. I've been doing strength and conditioning before CrossFit was even around. So I started in the late 90s CrossFit, I believe in 2000, maybe 2001, somewhere in there. But the idea is they did a great job and have continued to do a great job in letting people understand that intensity is going to be the biggest driver. I mean, obviously, you got to be consistent. you got to do things correct and you know stay safe and all that stuff that we always talk about, all those nine principles that we talked about. But intensity was really their driver. Now, they, they chose to put a lot of emphasis on speed and things like that, and that's fine. That's their, that's their thing. Not necessarily what I like to do, um, but when it comes to looking at what really the biggest impact is, is it's allowed, and I say it, CrossFit has allowed the general masses to really feel intensity, to really understand what an intense workout really feels like and should feel like. And again, do we need to do that every day? No, that's probably too much. You know, we can work out every day. We can lift every day. We, but there's, there's, you know, you got to change the intensity. We look at that fit principle: frequency, intensity, time, and type. And if frequency is high, intensity and duration, time don't have to be quite as much. Uh, but it's good to push it every every once in a while. Um, anyhow, so look over my career with my clients, not just me personally, but my clients. And intensity is definitely something that I have um, utilized. It's definitely, you know, something that I really feel is needed. Um, 
largely in my strength and conditioning career uh, with, with, with collegiate athletes, I centered around percentages, you know, working off of percentages to make sure the intensity was, was uh, uniform for everybody so that everyone was giving the same amount of effort. Um, and I could quantify that as opposed to an RPE scale, which, you know, leaves a little interpretation. Nothing wrong with RPEs, just uh, I, I always preferred percentages. Knowing their flaws and knowing that that wasn't a perfect uh, method. But that being said, I have always been a fan of, you know, intensity and pushing it. But I have all, also, also, in years past, have, hard, have had a hard time getting my clients to understand intensity and truly push themselves. Because when you've never worked with someone and they come in and they're a general fitness uh, enthusiast and you're trying to push them in exercises they've never done before or intensities they've never done before, you don't know what they can handle because you don't know what they've done. I mean, you've taken some maybe uh, questionnaire you know, intake information, but, but the point is you don't know how they're going to handle it. And obviously, if you're a good trainer, you, you don't do that day one. You kind of ease them into it, and when they're ready, you push them. And that's, that's fine and dandy. But the point I'm making is intensity can be a tricky one to get your clients to understand. And you as trainers, if, if you're listening to this as a trainer or a coach, it can be tricky for you to understand how to do that with your clients or if you're just working out how to really push yourself. And we need to be able to push ourselves, right? And you need to understand what a high-intensity workout should feel like. I mean, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that our clients are pushed to the point where they're going to have a um, training effect. And we always tell people when we work with them, the training effect with the type of exercises that we're going to be doing is is when they go to sleep, having that release of, of human growth hormone to help mobilize body fat and help release testosterone to rebuild muscle, help decrease the negative effects of cortisol, or, or at least decrease the buildup of the stress hormone. So... That's what we want. That's the effect that we're after. But in order to do that, we have to push the envelope a certain amount. And when we do that, or if we can do that, then we should then we should be progressing. And again, we do it safely and progressively over the time. So we don't overdo it. But we don't want to just spin our wheels either. Because you can go into workout and sweat and get your heart rate up, but not really make a ton of progress. Not really push yourself to elicit change. And so one of the things that I have found, and, and I think it's a great, great workout and a great way to really kind of test and retest, but also just see where you're at. And, it, and it's, um, I learned this uh, from my good friend, um, uh, Chad Richards at Next Level Sports Performance in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, I've used tempo-based workouts for years. I've done um, I've done all sorts of things, sets, reps, different combinations of. So nothing was terribly uh, new when when Chad was describing what he what he does. 
Um, but one of the things, and this is a, a, a Charles Poliquin um, type exercise or type workout, would use his death circuits. But what we would do um, when I was working with Chad is we would put our trainers and then sometimes our clients through a particular death circuit. And w one of the ones that we liked all the time, it wasn't always the same, but one of the ones that, that was kind of most common was to, to deadlift, pull up, bench press, and then sled push with, with the three lifts being done at a very slow tempo, like a four-second eccentric, and creating just a lot of time under tension, slow, deliberate moves. And, and the reason for doing it, it's a hard workout. It's an incredibly hard workout. But the reason we would do it was, was twofold. When we had our trainers do it, we were wanting to see what they were going to do. How are they going to push themselves? Were they going to load up the bar to try to impress us? Were they going to, um, you know, just try to be super, super strong? Or were they going to strip the bar way down and say, yeah, man, I could do this all day long. You can't make me tired. Well, either way would, would defeat the purpose of that kind of workout, right? Like if we were using that as a workout and not like a, uh, uh, an, an initiation, if you will. Um, and it wasn't an initiation. It was more of a, of, of a test. So Chad ran that test on me. It put me through that circuit. And the goal was to see where, if, I would tap out. At what point? And it wasn't like if I was a certain fitness level, I would make the cut or, or not get hired. It was more about, am I willing to push myself? And am I going to do things the correct way? So when he laid out the workout, and we lay out the, we, we do a similar thing here. When we lay out the workout like that, the whole idea is... I want to see if the trainer is going to understand what tempo is, first of all. Are they going to understand their proper warm-up for that? How are they going to warm up for that? I'm going to watch them. And I'm evaluating. And again, it's not an evaluation to accept that person as an employee or not. It's, a, it's an evaluation to see where they are, what I need to teach them in terms of helping them get the best out of their clients, right? Because I could just tell them this, and if they don't know what tempo is, they should ask. Right, so the proper answer to that is if I say, "Hey, I want you to do you know a four-second eccentric tempo," blah 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 blah, and they go, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay," and then, because they don't want to admit they don't want to know how to do it, or if I say, "I'm going to do a four-second tempo for eight reps," and their load selection is you know maybe their five-rep max sync and they can bang that out, that's going to show me that they don't really understand how that tempo uh, is going to feel for a set of eight. And again, none of that is is said to discredit them or show that they're that I'm smarter than they are. What it is, it's it's showing me, or, or in this case, show, showing Chad what that trainer understands and what they don't, so that we can help guide them and get them to be better coaches, as I just said. So we want them to be able to, you know, put a, a reasonable load on there for that tempo and that number of reps and we just want to see then how many rounds they're going to do and the reason we want to do that is if they are about ready to puke after round two or three but they were like yep no let's go round four even if they look like death you know we might stop it just because we're not trying to hurt anyone but the idea is we know that they are ready to push themselves and they have pushed themselves to their limit whatever their limit is we didn't care it wasn't a 
concerned if they only did one round or they did four rounds. Um, generally, four rounds was just as much as anyone could handle. But the idea was I wanted to see, we wanted to see if our trainers could mentally take themselves there. That would let us know that they can mentally take their clients there. They can describe to their clients what it really feels like to push themselves to that limit. Because again, going back to the the topic, hey, intensity is the number one driver, right, for change. Now, consistency, you got to have that. But when I'm talking about, you know, uh, our our modalities here or our training um, um, principles here, Intensity is one that we really, really, really want to push or to rely on. I shouldn't say push. Um, So that being said, mental toughness comes into this. How are you going to put yourself through that? How are you going to do something? Are you going to be able to physically push yourself through that? Well, you've heard me talk a lot about that in terms of we want to make sure that our clients, uh, if they're training for an event, it's going to... Our, our, our workouts are going to be a little different. We're going to push them pretty hard in the workouts to make the event seem not so bad, right? Um, but if I don't, if I have a client that's just trying to lose weight or gain muscle, I still want them to understand what that intensity feels like. Sometimes we have to do it safely. Sometimes there's ways that we can go about it to really push them. But a lot of times, it's the mental aspect that keeps them from getting to that level. So we have to come up with ideas on how we can push them physically, um, but not let that mental toughness or lack thereof be that barrier. How are we going to increase that? Well, one of the things that, that we like to do here at Upstate Performance Project is the thigh lift or the hand and thigh lift. And it's basically like a very, very, very short range of motion rack pull deadlift. And a hold. So I, I put the, the bar a few inches above my kneecaps uh, on safety pins. I load it up with ideally about 120 to 130% of my max deadlift. And then I stand up and lock it out and hold it there. And the goal is, well, yes, your grip is going to be the limiting factor. That's not the point. The point is, it does provide a tremendous central nervous system stress. Uh, helps to really, you know, on a heavy pull day, to end with some of those. Uh, do your deadlifts, do do your 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 pulls, and then go and do that at the end. And boy, that's a great workout. But from a mental toughness standpoint, that bar still looks scary. <laughs> it's going to have way more weight than they can do. And so, just intimidating enough to go even try to pick up. But then they pick it up and they realize they can do it. Now. Again, they're picking it up maybe two or three inches, but they're still doing it. They're holding it. They're holding it. They're holding it. They're holding it. And then they set it down and like, man, that was a rush. Man, that was hard. I've never held anything that heavy. That was insane. It does two things. One, it shows them, oh, that's what a super maximal weight feels like. Not just a maximal weight, but a super maximal weight. That's intensity. They feel that. So then when I ask them to pull pull something that they feel is a little difficult, they're like, well, I've held twice as much of that in my hand and did it. So it doesn't feel as bad. 
but it also teaches that to them in a safe way. It's very difficult to hurt yourself in a, in a hand thigh lift. Could it happen? Sure. But it's very, very difficult because the, the safety pins are literally one or two inches, three inches, you know, underneath the bar, you just let go. But because you're not going all the way to the ground, the back is relatively safe here as long as you're bracing properly, all of those things, it, it, it's a great tool for us to use. Uh, we, and we can do that in a lot of different aspects. That's the one we choose to use when, when in terms of our lifting to get them to understand uh, how that high, 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 in this case, supra maximal intensity feels. And then when they go back to do something else, they're like, oh, that's not so bad. I've done worse. I've done heavier. I've done, you know, more strenuous activities. And so that is a great tool. Now, it helps their confidence as well because they leave there. Man, that was awesome. That was a lot of fun. I, you know, moved, picked up a huge weight. That was crazy. And they have that boost and that gets them to want to come back in and it gets them to want to try other things. And the more they want to try other things, the more willing they are to let you, the trainer, safely take them to the next level and really push themselves. And then they keep seeing results. Boom, 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 boom. So at the end of the day, you want to make sure that intensity, the intensity of your workouts is enough to elicit change. That's the bottom line. They don't have to be crazy hard just for the sake of being hard. They need to be safe and progressive and, again, all, following all the other nine uh, tenets uh, that we normally talk about. Uh, but you also want to make sure that your, um, that your clients understand that in order to see change, in order to elicit change in their body, they're going to have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And this is a safe way, good way to do it. But remember, they're looking to you to be safe and they want to trust you. So using like a th hand thigh lift or, or some sort of uh, element like that or doing a uh, death circuit, you know, with those tempo, you know, that's those are still relatively safe as well. Um, that really elicits intensity and your, and your, your clients can feel that. And it's a good way to test. Not you're not doing necessarily a a uh, muscular endurance test, or you're not doing a test of strength. Uh, you're kind of testing their ability to push themselves, their mental toughness in those workouts. So I run that initiation test or initiation workout, as I call it. I run that more often than I'll max out with my clients. Now, if I have clients that are chasing a particular max then yeah, maybe not. But in general, my client, my just general trainee clients, I will run that one every once in a while. And I'll run it with the same weights I used before and see if it's easier. See if they can do another round than they did before. And if they can, then the next time I have them run it, I bump up the weights and see if they can still continually push themselves. And that's a great way to know that they are progressing. They are mentally engaged they can push themselves still, and yes, they're making progress because you're using heavier weights uh, with that tempo and, and so on and so forth. So, take that into consideration when you are training your clients. How do you train their mental toughness? How do you test their mental toughness? And how do you introduce intensity safely? 
Just some ideas to think about. There's plenty of other ways to do it. Don't get me wrong. It's just what we do. All right. Have a great day.